Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. First and foremost, I'd like to thank uh, my beautiful family up here. I want to give all glory to God. Without him, I wouldn't be here. And all the people behind the scenes, coaches, teachers, my friends, my family, and they know who they are. And I'll be attending the University of... Let my mom do it. Gators, baby! Florida gets Xavier Henderson following the footsteps of his brother, CJ. That was the decision from top 100 overall recruit Xavier Henderson, who committed to the Gators on Saturday over Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. And the last few days have been really good for the Florida football program as the Gators landed Miami running back transfer Lorenzo Lingard on Friday. Saturday, they land CJ Henderson's little brother, Xavier. And then on Monday, junior cornerback Marco Wilson announces that he will return for his senior season. So a lot of good news right now for Dan Mullen and his program and a big win on Saturday for Mike White and his program as the Gator basketball team gets their biggest comeback in program history, overcoming a 21-point deficit to beat Alabama in double overtime, 194-98. to We will break down that game on today's show. We will also talk Florida football recruiting with Joseph Hastings from Gators Territory, discussing the impact of Xavier Henderson's commitment and where Florida's 2020 class stands right now. But let's talk about this basketball game first because an incredible comeback for Mike White's squad. Down 21 points against the Crimson Tide, 46-25 to with two minutes remaining in the first half. They storm back in the second. Andrew Nemhard leads the charge with a career-high 25 points, and he scored 15 of those 25 after the five-minute mark in the second half. And the Gators also get three players in double figures, which is the first time that that's happened since 2005. And that 21-point rally against Alabama is the largest comeback that the Gators have had since they came back from 18 points, also against Alabama in 2007. The Gators also rallied back from 18 against South Carolina in 1993. So this was a historic win for the Gators. I mentioned Andrew Nemhart in his career game, and this is coming off his career game last season against Alabama when he set his career high on the road with 21 points for the Gators' win in Tuscaloosa. And he's really been playing at a high level the last couple of games, running Florida's offense. And then the double-doubles from Keontae Johnson, Kerry Blackshear, and Scotty Lewis. Blackshear with a monster game, 24 points, 16 rebounds. He becomes just the ninth player in the Donovan White era to post seven-plus double-doubles in a season, and the first since Dorian Finley-Smith in 2015-2016. Like injured Nemhard, Keontae Johnson also had a big game against Alabama last season, posting a double-double with 14 points, 13 rebounds. Took him a while to get going in this game, but he did heat up towards the end, made some big three-pointers, and he finishes with 10 points and 12 rebounds. And then Scotty Lewis, a breakout game for the five-star freshman, 15 points 
and 10 rebounds. That's the first double-double of his career, and those numbers propelled him to earn SEC Freshman of the Week for his performance against Alabama. He's the first Gator to earn those honors since Andrew Nemhar did it twice last season, including that performance against Alabama. Lewis really played at a high level late in that game, and he is starting to come on in his first year with the Gators. Florida will be back in action tomorrow night at South Carolina, a 7 p.m. tip-off, and that game will be televised by ESPNU. The Gators are now 9-4 and on the season, and the Gamecocks are 8-5. and And the Florida 2020 recruiting class is now up to number 7 in the country on both 247 and Rivals. After the commitment of Xavier Henderson, he gives the Gators 25 commits, in the class, and the Gators now only have a couple spots left, and we'll talk to Joseph Hastings about how that's going to play out. But the commitment from Henderson is a significant one for this program for a few reasons. Number one, you were able to go head-to-head with Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. Anytime that you can do that, anytime that you can do that, it is a major win on the recruiting trail. You also get a top 100 overall recruit at wide receiver. Henderson is just the second one that Florida has gotten in three years and just the third since 2014. The others were Tyree Cleveland and Jacob Copeland. So Florida has not really gotten a lot of elite recruits at this position, even though they've gotten a lot of production with the guys that they've developed as well as the transfers that they brought in. But Henderson, because of his talent and skill set, He is going to be a guy that can come in as a freshman and make an impact with all the seniors that Florida has departing. And not only do you keep the legacy going with Xavier Henderson being the younger brother of CJ, but you also keep the pipeline going to South Florida because of those 25 commits that the Gators have in the 2020 class, seven are from South Florida and four are from Miami, including Xavier Henderson, a really impressive haul that the Gators have gotten from South Florida. We all know that that is a talent-rich region in this state, in this country, and I have to think that that win over Miami in the season opener probably helped the Gators land some of these recruits. So a really big get for the Gators on Saturday. Xavier Henderson now fills that need at wide receiver, and the Gators have also addressed the need at running back with Lorenzo Lingard. We will talk about all that and more right now with Joseph Hastings from GatorsTerritory.com. We now welcome in Joseph Hastings from GatorsTerritory.com to discuss the latest additions to Florida's 2020 class. We'll also get Joseph's thoughts on some football and basketball. Joseph, Welcome back into Lockdown Gators. How's it going, my man? Hey, Zach. It's going great. Thanks for having me back on the podcast, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. This was a, a really big weekend for Florida football and Florida basketball. We'll start with recruiting and the big news on Saturday as the Gators land the little brother of C.J. Henderson, Xavier Henderson, as he makes his decision at the All-American Bowl choosing the Gators over Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. So this was a big recruitment for Dan Mullen and his staff to win. And I think throughout this recruitment, uh, and we even alluded to it the first time you were on here, Joseph, everybody pretty much had the Tigers as the team to beat for Henderson. But in the end, the Gators were able to land his commitment. Can you talk about how big this pledge is for the class and how huge it was for the Gators to get a commitment like this on national television? This is absolutely huge for the Gators, Zach. As we saw during the early signing period with Tim Smith and, you know, even looking at Sam Brown and then Donnell Harris, Florida was pretty much a, a hat on the table, essentially. They they were getting picked over by different schools. In the case of Tim Smith, it was Alabama. In the case of Donnell Harris, it was Texas A&M. So, like you mentioned, for Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama, all those have to be on the table. 
and for uh, Xavier Henderson to pick the Florida Gators. That's just a good look for, for Damel and staff in general. And then, like you mentioned, for it to be on national television, for it to be on NBC, and for you know Xavier to be one of the top wide receivers in the nation, this is just a great all-around victory uh, for Dan Mullen and uh, Dan Mullen's staff. Excellent, excellent end to the weekend for them on Saturday. Now, I mentioned this at the top of my podcast, but he's just the second top 100 wide receiver who's an overall recruit to commit to the Gators in the last three years. And just the third since 2014. Now, obviously, the Gators have done really well at wide receiver recently, but in terms of top 100 overall recruits at wide receiver, they haven't gotten many in the last five years. How big is it that they have now him on board, along with Jacob Copeland and some of their other recruits, kind of waiting in the wings now as these four seniors move on to the next level? Well, like you mentioned, they have four seniors going on. They're going to be moving on from the Gators program, and now you're going to need to fill those guys up. And what's great about what Florida's been able to do, although they haven't been able to get a lot of those top 100 wide receivers, they've been able to dip into the transfer portal. They landed a guy like Trevon Grimes, and they're in really good shape for former Penn State wideout Justin Shorter as well. So for them to be able to load up on, on experienced guys and then bring in you know, a couple top 100 guys and Xavier Henderson, Jacob Copeland over the past few years. And that's just really good recruiting by Billy Gonzalez and the staff. And then also, uh, I'm really high on Jaquavion Frazier's, as we saw at the Under Armour uh, All-America game on Thursday. He had six catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. I really think he can be a great addition to that wide receiver group. And then also Leonard, Leonard Manuel as well. He was one time a highly touted prospect, and he, he brings a lot to it. He has a lot of speed. He's obviously 6'5". That's the storyline right there. Florida's really loading up on these taller wide receivers. You know, it's going to be tough for opposing DBs who are on the smaller end for them to go up against these 6'4", 6'5", wideouts. And Xavier is no different. He's listed at 6'4". So the wide receiver, the, the trend that is going in for Billy Gonzalez and the rest of the staff, they're obviously going bigger. They do need, like, a slot guy to come in and fill that, fill that speed role on the inside but definitely looking good on the perimeter for the Gators. Definitely. And it's now looking good at running back as the Gators have found their guy in the 2020 class, not from a recruit standpoint, but from a transfer <laughs> standpoint as Lorenzo Lingard, former Miami running back, former five-star recruit has announced that he will transfer to Florida. Joseph, you had the scoop on this recently and, and set Twitter on fire when you put out those quotes when did you first hear the rumbling about Lingard in Florida, and what was it like when you reached out to him and heard what he had to say? Well, it was interesting because, you know, he obviously entered the transfer portal just over a week ago, and, and once that happened, I knew that Florida was definitely going to try and get into the mix. They don't have any running backs committed in this 2020 cycle. I know they're after Demir Gibbs and Henry Parrish, uh, and Sean Clayton and a couple of other guys, but they didn't have any of committed. Struck, struck out on a lot of targets, and Lorenzo Lingard seemed like kind of the perfect fit for them. So I reached out to him on Tuesday, and, you know, he was very open about uh, where the Gators kind of stood in his recruitment. Greg Knox had reached out to him on that day. So this is when Lingard told me verbatim, I'm an hour down the road, Lingard said when asked if he'll be checking out Florida's campus. And then he said, I've seen Florida in my dreams for the past three months. I don't need to visit. And as soon as he told me that, that was kind of an inclination that, you know, Florida was definitely going to be one of his favorites. Um, I, I asked him, you know, which other schools are in the mix. He told me Ohio State. But, you know, proximity was definitely a factor in his decision. And he had hinted to me that uh, Florida was the favorite in his recruitment, but he didn't want that out there. So, you know, there was definitely – 
there was definitely a feeling that uh, Florida was going to be able to land Lingard. What really caught me off guard was how fast it happened. That um, interview that I had with him was on Tuesday, and he announced the decision on Friday. So there were a lot of moving parts there, but Lingard is going to be a Florida Gator. You know, um, that, that's a huge win, another big win for Samuel and company in the transfer portal. Yeah, it's amazing how they've been able to take advantage of the portal since that became such a big thing in college football. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not as familiar with the other schools around the country, but I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a staff who's done a better job and taken advantage of it more than Dan Moan and his assistant coaches. As we look at Lingard and what he brings to the table, we know he's a former five-star recruit. He is coming off a knee injury. I think the biggest thing is that there is a good chance and the Florida staff feels confident that he could get a waiver for next year. If he is able to play immediately, what could that do for Florida's backfield with LaMichael P. Ryan on his way to the NFL for him to be able to step in and be part of that rotation with Damian Pierce, Malik Davis, and some of their other backs? I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Florida is going to be able to do in the running game next year because obviously it's been well-documented. Um, they they had some a, a couple good games, but the running game for the most part has been uh, scattered throughout the season. You didn't know what you were going to get from one game to the next. So I would actually say the biggest storyline would be looking at whether the offensive line will be able to develop from you know this year to next year. And, and Hevesy's third year with the team, will they be able to take that next step and be able to open up those running lanes? Because if they do, you have a one-two punch in Damian Pierce and Lorenzo Lingard where you have Damian, who he does have a little bit of speed with him. You know, he can definitely get out there and break through for a long touchdown. But Lorenzo Lingard is a track and field athlete. He's, he's got really good speed behind him. And that one-two punch with Pierce being more of the physical running back and then Lingard being more of that get him out in space. You can use him in the passing game as well. You use him in screens. Just get him out there. He's that kind of speed guy who can – He's a breakaway threat every single play. So, you know, he was really productive when he stepped on the field for Miami. You had mentioned the, the knee injury, but prior to that in his freshman season, he had 136 rushing yards on 17 attempts and two touchdowns. The knee injury and the offensive line for Florida, how they'll hold up, those are the two biggest question marks. But if everything is clicking, Florida really has to like what they have with Lingard and Pierce in the backfield. They have to like what, where they're at with this 2020 class. 25 pits at this time. Really only a couple spots remaining now. One or two of those commits, we'll have to find out if they actually sign with the Gators on the first Wednesday in February, and that could affect how many more recruits the Gators could add to the class. But as it stands now, they've gotten the receiver that they needed. They've gotten the running back. What do you feel like those final one or two spots could be and most importantly need to be as the Gators try to close out this class? Well, it's actually interesting because we had heard from Florida South that they are going to still look at, uh, you know, trying to bring in another running back. It, it remains to be seen whether uh, Ashad Clayton, uh, who's committed to Colorado, and Jalen White, who was uh, the leading rusher in America uh, last year, if they'll be able to receive an offer from Florida. So that, that, that'll kind of be a telltale sign of whether they're going to be taking on another running back. And then also you have Jameer Gibbs, you know, high, highly touted Georgia Tech pledge. He's definitely still on Florida's radar and definitely remains a take. And also Henry Parrish, he's teammates with Xavier Henderson at Columbus High School. There's definitely, you know, that, that relationship there, that connection. So that could propel him to going to Florida. So Florida would definitely be interested in taking another running back. 
But like you mentioned, with Lingard added to the class and the spot's so tight right now, I don't know if it's as much of a priority as it was before Friday when Lingard made that decision. Dream scenario for Florida, if they could have their way, they would love to flip Cedric Van Pran, who's a center, top-ranked center, committed to uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. He would definitely be a great addition to that offensive line that already added Josh Braun in December and Isaiah Walker in October. And then looking over at the other side of the ball, they need a strong side defensive end. So Princely Umen Mielin, uh, he's a former Texas commit. He was, he's obviously still at the top uh, of their board when it comes to uh, pass rushers. And he's going to be officially visiting on January 24th. So he's a name to keep an eye out for. And then last but not least, Avante Williams, top-ranked safety in the nation. So he's definitely on Florida's radar. He's scheduled to take an official visit that January 24th weekend as well. So if they could add uh, two of those three guys right there that I had previously mentioned, I think that'd be a great finish to a, to an already stellar class for Florida. Speaking with Joseph Hastings from GatorsTerritory.com, Joseph, kind of putting a bow on Florida's 2019 season, the Gators get a big Orange Bowl win. They finish 11-2, and two, go into the offseason with a lot of momentum once again. What do you make of the first two years under Dan Mullen, where the program is at right now, and how much this recent success could help them maybe turn the corner in recruiting? Well, I think it's tough for Florida fans because, you know, they obviously want to beat Georgia and they obviously want to get to the SEC championship. But what Dan Mullen has done – taking over a 4-7 and seven team and then being able to compile 21 victories over the past two seasons was, you know, he's added some of his guys, but essentially the same roster and a lot of the same players uh, from the previous staff has been nothing short of amazing. I believe this will help in recruiting as well. If Jake Fromm, who's the quarterback for Georgia, does declare for the NFL draft, I would say Florida is the favorite to win the SEC East next year and then make it to the SEC championship and with Alabama's quarterback Tua turning pro and then Joe Burrow leaving from LSU, you have to say that Florida would have a really good shot at winning the SEC championship next year and potentially making it to the college football playoffs. They would essentially be guaranteed a spot uh, if that were to occur. So this wasn't a scenario where Dan Mullen won 11 games his first year, then won 10, you know, had, had three losses in a regular season. He's been continuing to build up this program. They've been improving every single year, not just on the football field, but in recruiting as well. And I expect them to be legitimate contenders for a top-five recruiting class next year as well. They're already off to a great start in the 2021 class. And as long as the momentum continues to build and they continue to produce on the football field, that will only help with recruiting as well. Also, want to get your thoughts on the sport of basketball team, Joseph. They got a big win in the O-Dome on Saturday. SEC opener against Alabama. The Gators come back from 21 points down to win in double overtime. Andrew Nemhard scores a career high. Three other Gators finish in double figures. And really a big win for Mike White and this team after an up-and-down start to the non-conference slate. What do you make of where this basketball team is at right now? And what are your thoughts on the Gators as they head into SEC play? Well, Zach, we live in a society right now where we want instant results. We want everything to be quick, you know. And when Florida had that great recruiting class in, in 2019 and then being able to add Kerry Blackshear Jr. Uh, as a grad transfer, the media thoughts were they're going to, you know, be a top five team throughout the course of the season. They're going to ride that wave of going to the NCAA tournament and get to the Final Four. Unfortunately, that's not how things happen. You know, you, you have a lot of new faces there. They're going to take time to gel. And for me, the biggest uh, indicator of where Florida is going to be 
come March is how they do with this SEC slate coming up. They have a couple of road games against South Carolina and Missouri coming up, and then coming off that big win against Alabama that definitely gave them some momentum to start the new year. So I'm, I'm waiting to see how they do throughout this SEC slate. Can they continue to improve? Can they continue to get better? And as long as they do, the sky's the limit for this team. They have all the, all the necessary pieces to compete for a championship. Appreciate Joseph for joining me this week, and that'll do it for the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we discuss the commitment of Xavier Henderson, what it means for this 2020 recruiting class as the Gators try to fill out their remaining needs, and we also broke down the big win on Saturday for this Florida basketball team in double overtime against Alabama, the biggest comeback in program history. On tomorrow's show, we'll break down that game some more with Graham Hall from the Gainesville Sun and also preview Florida-South Carolina Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.